0: and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Neil with you on this Wednesday edition of 2020 and as you will be aware, the appointment of Justice Brett Kavanaugh to the U.S. Supreme Court has been dominating headlines around the world. Well, Brett Kavanaugh's installation cements uh, what is considered the strongest Supreme Court uh, conservative majority uh, since Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal program, which delivered on decades of ambition of the American right, so a conservative agenda. So in the U.S. it comes just at a time When evangelicals and social conservatives in that nation are now likely to be motivated to turn out to vote in their November midterm elections that will determine the control of Congress. So major things happening in the US and while it all sounds like talking politics about things happening on the other side of the world... There are significant things that are happening that may be arresting a decline of Judeo-Christian values there, and there may be a significant flow-on effects here in Australia and around the world. So let's get some insights. Warwick Marsh leads Dads for Kids, the Fatherhood Foundation. He's just off the plane from the US, where he was within a stone's throw of all the action on the weekend when Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation process was happening. Warwick Marsh, a special welcome along to 2020.
1: Great joy to talk to you, Neil.
0: At Warwick, just off the plane, you were there on the weekend. I imagine the atmosphere at the prayer conference was pretty serious uh, when uh, when hearing about the developments there.
1: Look, it's been going on for weeks. This uh, nomination of uh, Brett Kavanaugh—it's been an absolute circus because he's been accused of um, virtually being an axe murderer and all sorts of weird, weird things. And all these accusations have. Um, been unproven and shown to be false by the FBI, thank God. And, you know, even Blind Bartimaeus could see that this was a scheme uh, to destroy him and to destroy his good character, and he's a man of good character. And I was able to talk with many many people who, who knew him and uh, in the USA and Washington, D.C., of the last seven or eight days. And it's been amazing to see the turnaround. though. So that was the amazing thing and to be part of it.
0: Now you were at this prayer conference, and this must have been in Washington, was it? The prayer conference. Uh, you were there, and uh, you even had an opportunity to lead a workshop there. But what were the sorts of things you were hearing from church leaders about this unfolding controversy?
1: Well, look, just to give you a bit more backup on what how I was um, act, what I was actually doing, and I'll, I'll answer to the you know your question about the church leaders. So. I felt, bled um, led by God to go across there, uh, uh, particularly on behalf of the Canberra Declaration. But you know, the other reality too is you mentioned dads for kids. You know, a fatherless child is off, is really the, an abortion is a, is a result of a fatherless child. It's been proven and shown when women are cared for and loved and properly nurtured and, uh, pro, you know, provided support, they don't go for an abortion, they want to have a baby. And, I've um, I've always felt that this was a problem of, of um, absent men uh, and men who have you know abandoned their responsibility, um, and so for me it was quite relevant to be in uh, Washington DC to be praying, uh, representing the various ministries that I'm involved with here in Australia, both for life, for marriage and family, and also to champion. Uh, Fathers and to encourage dads to be great dads. So it was in that context I was there in Washington, D.C. I was invited to actually share at this conference briefly. Um, And then I did a a seminar. Before I did the seminar, mind you, I was actually, we went into the Supreme Court. We actually prayed in the Supreme Court. We went into the Senate. We prayed in the Senate. That was through the week. But this uh, seminar was scheduled, a breakthrough prayer seminar was scheduled on a Saturday and it just happened, inverted commas, that this was the same day of the very, very, very historic vote. And in the morning we gathered, we prayed together, and we shared together, we worshipped together. And a friend of mine, John Robb, who runs the International Prayer Council, had shared this story story with me, how uh, Shell Schoberg in Cambodia had had spoken these uh, very historic words at a very historic uh, prayer gathering of, of Christian leaders many years ago, and he he confronted them with the truth that they had blood in their hands. And the reality was that many of them, before they were Christians, were involved in the massacres, of the Pol Pot massacres uh, in Cambodia, the killing fields. And that produced a wave of repentance and tears and uh, outcry to God and prayers. And I had the same message for Saturday morning, particularly for the men that were there gathered at that seminar. I turned to them and I said, men, we have blood in our hands. Thankfully, they they agree with me, and they could see that we were in part responsible, either for abdicating our responsib- responsibility as men to speak out against abortion, or in um, taking part in the whole culture of culture of death by uh, um, you know getting involved in immorality or uh, you know the whole pornography issue which pervades us and is a, is a challenge for us as men, and it's because it's everywhere, and they. We cried out to God together and we asked the women that were there present at that seminar for forgiveness and asked them for, um, you know, asked God for, for forgiveness as well. And that brought tears for, from us and brought tears from the women who then proceeded to share their um, pain and their grief uh, with um, some of them being abortion survivors, some maybe involved in abortions. And, you know, the whole issue too of, um, uh, you know, the, the, them... Uh, as women, perhaps seducing uh, men and causing uh, challenges for men. And so it was a real reconciliation of the genders. It was an amazing time. It was profound. And at that point, I felt that the vote was assured. And it was as if God said, don't worry. Don't worry, worry. Uh, I've got this in the bag. And uh, because God... It says in the scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. And that's when breakthrough comes. And later that afternoon at 3.45, before I left America uh, to fly back to Australia, the vote was taken and the historic vote was 50 to 48. And that vote, as you said earlier in your introduction, Neil, will affect not only America, but will affect Australia and will affect the world, because ab- abortion is a worldwide problem. Now, you mentioned, Neil... Uh, Warwick, regards- just
0: before we move on from there, let's yeah. talk about abortion for a moment, because one of the fears that the Democrats in the United States have, or those who are on the progressive side of politics, one of the fears that they have is that with this new justice on their Supreme Court, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, that there is going to be a review of the monumental legislation called Roe versus Wade, uh, which brought in this abortion on demand, and uh, now, seriously, for decades, uh, that's caused all of this abortion issue to uh, just uh, proliferate around the world. So when you connect Australia to this, uh, let me just bring you to the fact that in Queensland... Uh, in just a week's time, the Queensland government's going to be voting on a a whole new bill that could see the abortion laws in Queensland be aligned with what's happening already in Victoria and in Tasmania. You have been monitoring all of that along, and you're clearly a pro-life campaigner when it comes to this. But this has got this sort of ramification, this sort of effect on what's happening here in Australia too.
1: Look, it it does ha- have an effect. um, um... Again, uh, you brought up several very good points. Um, The reality is that 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 case might take uh, six months, it might take 12 months, it might take two years to get before the Supreme Court. But right now we seem assured that uh, such a bill uh, or such a uh, decision would now be reversed and that there would be no um, uh, finding by the Supreme Court of America that there was this hidden uh, right for abortion. In the Constitution, which was just patently ridiculous uh, to start with, that they, you know, because the Constitution is actually all about God, it's all about life, it's all about uh, the pursuit of happiness, and it's a wonderful document, the American Constitution, and there's no reference to uh, the right of a woman to an abortion. So I do believe it will be overturned in due course. It might take uh, six months, 12 months, two years. And as it's overturned, it will have an effect. Now, I wish we could bring it sooner, because right now in Queensland, we have this horrible bill to bring this um, abortion, legalise abortion, but not only legalise abortion, but to virtually um, up to 22 weeks, and also force doctors to provide referrals for killing a baby to uh, another doctor. Who would then take that abortion. So it's very, very sad uh, that we, we don't have that uh, judgment sooner, but we won't get it, but it will actually ultimately have an effect in Australia and the rest of the world.
0: So there is potential. What we might see is Australia becoming even more deeply immersed if Queensland follows suit with the Victorians and the Tasmanians, and uh, introduces laws that will, in fact, uh, make abortion on demand uh, uh, much more deeply serious than they have been. It's already uh, happening in Queensland anyway, but this new bill uh, is considered to be a dreadful uh, bill that will come before the Queensland Parliament. And the interesting thing is that as Queensland or Australia in all of these different states uh, immerse themselves more in abortion, Uh, it's harder to get out of uh, all of the mire Uh, when you uh, have seen others taking leadership, which may happen in the US uh, with uh, Justice Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. So uh, it will be very interesting to see what happens, and uh, Queenslanders uh, there uh, will be watching very carefully what's happening with that particular bill. You mentioned the Canberra Declaration, Warwick. Uh, You were there in the States, and uh, you were there representing the Canberra Declaration. Remind us all how important that Canberra Declaration is.
1: Well, look, thank you, Neil, for that. um, You know, for for, for that wonderful question. The Canberra Declaration is an affirmation of life, of marriage, of family, of faith and freedom, religious freedom, which is very much a danger at the present moment here in Australia. It was it was um, brought onto the into the Parliament and signed uh, and released by Indigenous Christian leaders on the twenty first of uh, July 2010 it now has uh, almost 80,000 signatures and it is, it is an affirmation of life, marriage and family as I've said and it, it's, we are making a stand in Queensland the Canberra Declaration is one of many organisations uh, making a stand and Dave and Marilyn Rosam, who are based in Brisbane are fearless uh, warriors for life and for family and for marriage and for uh, Christian freedom and they, with others, have um, put in, uh, you know, submissions into the Queensland Parliament. And we are making a stand. And if, if anyone would like to sign that declaration, just go to canberradeclaration.org.au and you can join forces with us as we continue to amass signatures. And when we put in submissions, we actually say how many submissions, how many people we've got from each state, and it is very powerful when we speak up on behalf of the unborn in Queensland, to say we had you know 25,000 or signatures or whatever the figure was, so yes, um, we are in the fight. We are not going to give up, whatever the case may be, and we're praying very, very hard right through October for um, an awakening to life.
0: Well, Warwick Marsh, we run out of time, but honour to you for being such a beacon for leading Australians in the process of becoming prayer warriors for the nation. So uh, you do some wonderful work and let me just commend you for that and also for your good work that you do with Dads for Kids, the Fatherhood Foundation. Just appreciate you at every turn and uh, look forward to another time when we'll get an update and uh, perhaps even broach some other deep issues with you. But Warwick Marsh, uh, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us. Let me point people to to fatherhood.org.au and you did mention canberradeclaration.org.au. Warwick, thanks for joining us today on 2020.
1: God bless you and thanks so much, Neil. God bless Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more
0: great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported.